AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch, down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. You own your masters. Yeah. And you were one of the youngest to ever do that at the age of 29. Would you ever, I mean, a lot of you see a lot of uh, artists selling the catalog. Is that something Chris Brown would look to do in the future? I don't think I would because I feel like uh, as, as a black artist, that's that's what we've been wanting forever. Was to be able to get that. Get our masters. Right. So so for me to be able to do that like and be one of the first young cats to do it, like it's like, oh my I beat the game. But I feel like I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't do it at this point because that's that's something my, my children's children's children can't eat up. All my life, they're grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle pay the price Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay. And for today, we have a very special edition of Club Shay Shay. We're on the road. He's one of the most accomplished R&B performers and hit makers of his era. He surpassed Elvis Presley for the most gold certified singles and Billboard Hot 100 entries among all male vocals in history. The first male singer to have 20 platinum singles. The first R&B singer in history to own 100 Hot 100 hits. One of the highest grossing African-American touring artists of all times. One of the best selling digital artists of all time. A Grammy Award winner, global superstar, songwriter, dancer, actor, producer, entrepreneur, author, father. Some call him the king of R&B. When they say R&B is dead, I say check this man's resume. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Brown. Crazy. What's up, man? What's man, up? it was a long time coming. Man, man, Jacquees the uh, king of R&B, man. <laughs> Jacquees, I'm, I'm going to let him keep that title, man. You going to let him keep that? You got it. Little girl got it. Bro, how you doing? I'm great, man. Man, I'm great. you know, before I start every show, I always, bro, I have my own cognac. I brought yeah. you, I brought you, a gift to you a box. Thank you, thank you. But I want you to try it. Come on, let's get it. Let's do it. 
You go. Oh, oh, I'm about to do. The, okay, come on. You can open it if you want to. Oh, I'm gonna I'll say leave. that for later. Okay. I don't wanna be too saucy. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta get a toast first. We gotta get a toast first. We gotta get a toast first. Bro, continued success. Thank you so much. Congrats bro. on everything you've Thank done. You, so much more to accomplish. I appreciate you. Crit. It's smooth. Smooth? You like smooth. that? You that's something you can. Yeah, I don't like when it be like. Yeah, it's easy. It don't got that burn to it. Got it. It's nice good. and smooth. Yep. Y'all heard? You heard the man? Yeah, it's smooth. Bro, how you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. Great. Yeah. Man, yeah. I really appreciate you taking time. Uh, Jacquees reached out and said, "Man, uh, uh, Chris Brown's manager trying to get get in touch with you. You mind if I give him your number?" I was like, "Sure, no problem." And I'm like, "Cause you and I, we had we had talked a little bit before, yeah. and you're like, I'm going overseas when I get back. Let's do it." Yeah. I said, "This man, biz, I see he ain't gonna find time." I'm like, I got to, man. I got Bruh, to. And it would happen so quick because this is like a week. And yeah. this was done. I thought you was like, "Are we gonna do it in July, or August?" He said, "Nah, we are gonna do it in a week." Yeah, yeah. I, I had I had to come through because I, I don't like to uh, skip out on my promises, man. I know we talked. I was like, "Nah, I got you." I so, yeah. You did. You said you yeah, had me. You got me. So let's let's talk about what you got going on. Um, before we get to that basketball, yeah. I know you love basketball. Yeah. Um, Ron Artest said he believed had you not chosen the music path, you could have been an NBA player. Yeah. Uh, with a lot more discipline, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I definitely think I, I could have uh, pursued it. I right. really, I really loved it. I still love the game. I play right. all the time. Uh, as far as like uh, training and, and having to get conditioned, I think I could have did it. And I, I don't think this profession kind of made I, me allows like a, you to do kind of on yeah, your schedule, yeah, as I, opposed to someone else's schedule. Yeah, so I, I got to kind of even get acclimated in being a a team player, right? You know what right. I'm saying? So. Because when, when I hear everybody, uh, Snoop Dogg, I hear a lot of the NBA players, they's like, okay, what rapper could like really hoop? I'm talking about like really, really hoop. The first two names come up, you and J. Cole. Yeah. So one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, who win it? Well, right now, I mean, J. Cole, I got to give him his credit because he's improved his basketball game. Right. Like him, I know he worked with a couple of other guys that I work with too as right. far as like basketball training, but... He's he's amazing. I'm still not gonna uh, doubt me now. Yeah. You know, so I, I give me uh, like a week of practice, and then I think I got. I love a couple of guys out. Drake, he be hooping. Lil Dirt. down with them. They, oh, you so you got like, no, this is right. If you and J Cole, is you and J Cole? I I think I'm gonna get J Cole though. We we can we can make that happen. I, I would love I would love to do that. I, I'm I'm saying it humbly though, because J Cole is is a because I, mean, I watch kind of watch both of you guys in the celebrity games at the NBA All Star game. Yeah. Seeing you play a, a couple of times with some real players. Yeah. You you for real got game. Yeah. If I'm if I'm serious about it, I play most of the time. I try to just have fun, but nah, so I, I, I'm not I'm not taking the L. I got I got to do that. How much do we need to put up to make sure you take it serious? If we put up a hundred thousand, winner take all. Oh no, I'm in there. That's mine. <laughs> I'm taking that. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> so, so Cole got no chance. I mean, nah, <laughs> nah. So if you were to say, if you're an NBA, if your game, Chris Brown, your game reminds you me of what NBA player? You know what's funny, bro? A long time ago, they uh, when I used to play, a lot of my home, they was like, you look like C.J. McCullough. Okay, and I was like. Why? And then I looked at some of his like high school pictures and, and then some of his games. Like he was, he's long, linky, right. played like me. So I was like, I, I mean, I'll take that. Right. Any NBA player, I would take. You take. You know, you know, that's a hard profession to get into. Right. <laughs> did, did you hoop in high school? 
Yes, definitely hooped in high school. I actually played uh, varsity on the JV squad, but you know, as a, as the as a bring on. Right. But I was a, I was always playing with older guys as a young age. When I was like 10, 11 years old, my right. dad used to take me to the to the gym and drop me off. It's like, look, I don't care. Get in the game. I don't right. care how old it is. Get in the game. Right. And I'm playing with grown men, 27, 30 year olds. I'm, you know. So what's your favorite NBA team? Favorite NBA team, man. I'm in LA right now. I wish, I wish my Lakers could. Yeah, you know, they, I, I really want LeBron and them to, and right. to really do something, man, and and make some history happen. But uh, I'm a, I'm such a fan of a, of the game and and certain eras or certain different teams mm -hmm. that I'm that it's hard for me to be like, hey, I'm this team all right. the way, you know, because because it's like. Dang, I like I'm friends with this guy on this team. Right. Me and him have a personal relationship, so I'm rooting for him. Right. And then on this side, so whoever wins, the best player wins. Right. But yeah, who's your favorite player? Favorite player, Kyrie. You like Kyrie? Kyrie, Kyrie. He's one of my one of my closest friends too. But I, as far as like seeing him play, being around him, play playing with him, like he's probably one of the most phenomenal guys when it comes to the English on that backboard. Right. So what do you like so much about Kyrie's game? Uh. It's tenacity. He's right. aggressive, but it's it's graceful. Right. You know, and, right. and he's he's going and he and I think he makes other players better. Right. I think he I think he's getting into that to that uh that uh consciousness of saying, Hey, look, we gotta do this together. So right. I think he brings out a, a lot of a lot of uh a lot of spunk and a lot of real, real talent out of a lot of players that, that probably already knew they had it, but he he encourages that. I know you follow the game closely, so you see some of the trades that transpire. Yeah. You see Bradley Beal goes from the Wizards, goes to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So now he pairs with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Yeah. You see Chris Paul gets traded. He gets yeah. moved again. Now he goes to the Golden State Warriors to go with Steph, Draymond, and potentially Draymond. Draymond's yeah. an unrestricted free agent. You see Jordan Poole goes to the Wizards. So you, you think this is Kevin Durant's opportunity now to get a ring away from Golden State? I thought it was this time. You thought it was this time. I thought it was this time, but uh, I, I I think it's I think it's up in the air. I think Chris going to to Golden State. Man, it's that that's a that's a good place for him. I ho I just want him to get a ring. Right. I, I like Chris been doing this thing for a while, but I, I really want him to get a ring. But I think KD is like, you know, they gonna be coming. <laughs> they gonna be coming. Would you like to see Chris Paul on the on the the Lakers? He would have been a good asset, but I but I feel like he would have he would have uh, you know there's there's two type of players there's the coach's player and then right. there's the there's the, okay there's the uh, the the militant or the follower. Right. So I feel like he would he would help in assisting them get get it together, like you know bringing them all in, right. making sure uh, from even even from Anthony Davis to hey look we got to do this y'all make sure y'all stop this he's gonna he's, he has that tenacity right so. I feel like him and him and LeBron uh, would have, would have. I think they would have paired up. I don't right. think that they would have clashed. What about a Kyrie LeBron reunion? I would love it. I would love it. Uh, I think uh, here in LA, or you want Bron to go to Dallas? Nah. It's got to happen in LA, huh? Yeah, it got to be in LA. I, I would, I would love to see them paired up. I think their chemistry is like undeniable, and I think with seeing those two guys in motion. It's just a spark another a whole nother uh, uprise in those guys. So I feel like that's what I want to see. Right. I mean, I don't know what Kyle want to do, man, but I would love to see that. I want to get get your take on this. Um, you you you've been in the spotlight, man, basically your whole life. I mean, since you were probably twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And you get Zion Williamson, who's been in the spotlight since he's probably 15, 16. Yeah. And you see the issue he having with girl. What advice would you give him? How would you tell him? to navigate this situation. He's in it now. Yeah. There's, 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 you can't yeah. turn it back. 
He yeah. have a girl. He has uh, one young lady pregnant. He's yeah. gonna have. He's welcoming a yeah. child, and then you have this other one over here just putting all his business yeah. out there. I mean, it's hard out here when it comes to that. <laughs> I, like, I would, I would just pray for Zion, man. I, I feel like, hey, man, is that just, what he's in need of prayer? Just, just pray, and you know, be, be the best man you could be at that point. You know, I, I'm, I'm blessed to have three children. Uh, three different baby moms, okay. but at the same time, I, the relationship that I built with them and the and the uh, the energy that I that I kind of come with is 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 a little bit more. I don't know, I'm an R and B guy, so, right. I'm a, so I'm a little bit more subtle with it. Uh, is it hard? Is it's it very hard? hard. You gotta, you, but you gotta also watch out. It's it's like you know, we all want to be in the same spots, right. in the same places, the clubs. We want to be. I to this day I still want to see some beautiful women, but right. at the same time, you just gotta be mindful of the the certain company you will keep or, or the, the traps that will, will deceive themselves. As athletes, I'm pretty sure the, the guys on the team probably uh, give him real pep talk. Look, you can't do this. Look, right. this is, you know, but uh, on the road, on our on our end, it's a it's a little bit different, but I understand what he's going through. Mm -hmm. So he just got to, he just got to hold his head together, man. <laughs> hold, hold your head, big man. <laughs> so you know, hopefully he, he's learned from some of the mistakes that he had made. I, because I'm sure they're, they're, this, this social media is a different animal. Man, animal, animal. I try to, I, I'm engaged with the social media stuff, but I try to stay away. Like my fans always asking, why are you never uh, like posting uh, selfies or you never, right. I'm like, sometimes I'll just be wanting to chill because yeah. it's a you lot. You want to get be, away from that. Yeah. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need that peace of mind. So I feel like. In this era, it's so easy to contact someone. Yeah, you, you know. So, so if you, so even if they made it too accessible, too accessible, you, I, you can scroll down your explore page and you're like, oh man, hold on, and just say, hey, and they hit you back, and no, it's like, Whoa. you can say that. Most people can't say that. They gonna say bye. <laughs> you can say hi. It's like, is this really you? You say yes. Yeah, you gotta use that vanish mode. <laughs> <laughs> so that may disappear at the company. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Obviously, uh, the John Morant, he was suspended for twenty the first twenty five games of the season. Yeah. What if if, if you could see if job ja, if John's ja sitting right where I'm sitting, yeah, and you could talk to him, what would you say? I mean, I don't know what I what I would say because because. I also look at my life and I and I kind of look at it as a mirror with certain things, especially when it comes to like uh, being in, in shunned in a, in a certain negative spotlight. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like he's he's going. I mean, everybody learns, man. He's he's young, and I, but I feel like he's he, you know people make mistakes. You know, sometimes we make continuous mistakes. Right, right. But you know, I feel like uh, I, I can't I can't tell him how to how to write his story or or, or, or find his path. I would just say, just just. Do what you came in to do. Right. I would, that's all I can say. You try to surround yourself with as many good people yeah. as you possibly can. Yeah. And if you feel somebody is not adding, yeah. you have to remove them. Yeah. Has there been a situation where you felt someone was not adding to Chris Brown, but they were taking? 100%. That you had to like, bro, I'm sorry, but I've got to stop the ride here. You have to get off. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Through the years. Is it hard? It's very hard because you build relationships with people and you have and you have uh, like brotherhoods with people. People people uh, stay like when you're on the road, you got people with you every day. Or, and you know some some people I'm I'm a, a family first type of guy. Yes. But family doesn't necessarily mean have have to be biologically. Right. It's not necessarily blood. Because yeah. sometimes blood. Yeah. You know. So I feel like 
I, I have a, I have a, a nice entourage or a nice group of people now mm -hmm. that, that are for me, that right. understand the, the bigger goal. Right. You know, so I think now it was very, it was very hard for me because I, cause I, I would hang out with, you know, we, we'd be with gangbangers. We'd be with the wrong type of people. You would be with, you know, just, just people that don't go with the life path that you might want to choose. Correct. So I feel like, but, but you kind of, you kind of start absorbing their energy. So if it, if it doesn't benefit you, I feel like you really have to kind of like separate yourself. And and I was my children were able to kind of like get me out of that. So it was the kids for you, for me per yes. se. Yes, definitely my my kids because it made me have real responsibility. Like right. I could be reckless without with, with no one to care for. But you know my my now children you got responsibility. Yeah, now so you it, it kind of made me start thinking. On you yeah, and that sees what Chris is doing. Yeah, yeah. Not what sees what Dad is doing. Yeah. So you feel that had you not had kids, you might have been on a different path. Possibly, possibly. I'm, I might have been a lot more uh, careless, careless. Because I, I was, I was reckless. I was yeah. definitely. I've been reckless when I was young, a lot. But You're still I, young, Chris. You know that, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm, talking about I'm talking about 19, 20, right, right. 21. Like, right. yeah, I was, I was, I, I, I was feeling myself, you know. So right. I think, I think now I'm able to be appreciative of like. Right. Let's say if, if people like a song I have, or people listen to my music, like, you know what I really like that song. I really feel it and right. be like, for real. Oh, thank you, and it's a real thank you. It's not right. like oh, all right, right. You know. So I think my kids made me kind of like see other aspects that were fun in life, but we're, we're still, I'm still able to uh, have my my career of the lifestyle that I live, but maintain it in a in a in a better balance. You know. Do your kids make you appreciate more of a life? Yeah, they make me appreciate the stuff that I I used to do when I was a kid because right. they do everything that I used to do when I was a kid. So and then being able to talk to them like my dad would tell me certain things, but there would be kind of there would be limitations on it. I feel like I I'm just like hey, let me tell you this because because right. you're gonna because I know you're gonna do this. Right. <laughs> so let me ex let me explain to exactly. you early. So it's it's a little different. Like my kids are definitely my friends until I have to be their father. When right. Old, old, old. Right. Like older. And I'm like, look, okay, look, you can't be doing it. <laughs> right now, right now I'm in the fun stages. Right. Yeah. So how difficult is it for your kids considering your parents didn't have what you have? So how difficult is it going to be for you to rear your kids compared to how your parents reared you? The funniest thing for that is that I, I, I love the people that I have around, but I always tell Tell my mom, I tell their moms, I'm like, look, I I didn't have none of this, like, but I still had so much fun as a as a child. My right. my mom and my father, they they allowed me to be like Kids need uh, things now though, Chris, to yeah. be happy. Oh, they you didn't you didn't need things. I spoil them now. Yeah, okay. I spoil okay, I, I okay, do okay. spoil them okay, now. Okay, okay. But I, I always joke with my oldest daughter and I'm like, look, I'm finna take you to the hood. You finna go and, and learn all and stay over there with your cousins for a couple weekends. Right. Just so you just so you nothing is handed to you. I want you to understand, like, I want you to be just as sweet how my mother is and how my mother instilled in me. You know what I'm saying? But right. at the same time, find yourself, love life and don't you don't have to follow in daddy's footsteps. Right. Like they, if they wanna sing great, if they wanna perform entertain business, right. perfect. But I, I'm just as happy if they wanna do right. anything else. With when you were growing up, Let's just say for the sake of argument, you're seven, eight, seven yeah. to ten years old. What did Chris Brown want to be? Seven, eight? Man, I I'm not gonna lie. At that time, mm -hmm. I love so I love music so much, but it was kind of like my own personal, like, okay, nobody really knows I love this music like right. this. I really wanted to like 
play sports. I wanted, I wanted, to, I wanted to be <laughs> in the NBA. Did you, play, did you play football? Yes, definitely play football. Uh, ninth grade, I'm going to be real with you. Okay. Uh, my, like my ninth grade year, I broke my wrist in both, in, in both bones. I snapped it. Boom. Catching a, catching a, uh, I was a wide receiver. Right. But I caught a pass. Boom. I'm right at the, like the 10-yard line. Right. My my cousin that plays on the other team <laughs> hits me, breaks my arm. He broke your wrist? Broke my wrist. It was done. Cuz, how you do me like this? Man, I was like, what's he doing? He, he was apologizing and everything. <laughs> and we went undefeated that year. I was so mad. But but what happened was it uh, kind of almost prohibited me from playing basketball. So I was like, you know what? I might I might need to, uh, if I really want to do the basketball, I'm going to get it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get the football up. You know, but I love football, though. Right. Still love football. Yeah. Who you have a team? You have a player, favorite player? You know, I'm from Virginia, so it's it's a whole bunch of it's either Redskins or you or you the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, because we don't really, you know, Virginia, we don't really have a you don't football have a team. team. Per se. Yeah, but in my household, it was the Redskins, it was the Cowboys, and they used to argue. Yeah. yeah. So you like the Cowboys? How you, how you like the along? If you from if you from that area, if you from the DC, the Maryland, the Virginia, yeah. you hate the Cowboys. Nah, nah, nah. See, nah, nah. On, in our household, they love the Cowboys. They love the Cowboys. Yeah, they love the Cowboys. Y'all had, had to be undercover Cowboys. Yeah, you, you put big coats on, <laughs> big coats. No, don't wear the jersey to the game. So seven eight, you like okay? I think it really. So when did you start to take music serious and say, you know what, this basketball thing got to take a backseat? Um. I was actually doing music secretively. Like I was doing like the like nobody in my school knew that I that I uh, kind of like did music. They didn't know I could sing and things like that. But I would be in basketball practice. Uh, I'm saying seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade basketball practice. Six thirty, didn't drive an hour away, go to the studio and be there till maybe I say three in the morning and got to get back and go back to school and you know. So I was doing that a while. Wow. But, but I met I had met uh, these these producers, a couple guys. That were from the area, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm serious about it." So, you know, I was a little nervous because I never really recorded and did right. stuff like that. So, my first time actually doing it, I was, I was kind of like, just wet behind the ears, like, "Hey, man, what are we gonna do? Like, how do I do this? Right. Like, am I do I even sound good?" Right. But I, I knew I, I had it in, in me to do it. So right. I was just was like, "This is this is kind of calling me faster than I think the, right. the other thing is." Right. Yeah. So, but how was it like given so much? You're a child superstar, and the expectations that come along with that. Man, I was, I was kind of still in bliss. Like when I was like 15, 14, my first song came out. I was, I was kind of like shocked. So everything was new. Mm -hmm. So I, kind of, I, I kind of had tough skin because I was, just, you know, I wanted to, I, I was ready for it. Right. So whether they had to be doing hours and hours of van rides from, from the east to the west coast or, you know, going through the Bible Belt, doing every, all, every interview, every radio station. I did, it was something I wanted to do. I right. felt like I, I felt like it was my calling. Like, and I'm from a small town, so I was like, how did I even get here right. every step of the way? So I was appreciative. You know, I was, I was ready for it. Did I you do talent shows going up? I think I did one actual talent show. It was, at, it was at summer camp. Oh, okay. It was at like a summer camp I did. You better have a one. Because, oh, I won. Okay, I was going to say, because somebody got bragging rights. Yeah, I know. I definitely won, and I did. I did. It's funny. I did Thong Song Cisco. Oh, man. Bro, I had two, like, my little homegirl dancers. Like, ah! I had to be like, bro, I I had to have been seven, like seven or eight. Oh, 
I hope that was at the end of the week camp, but not the beginning of the week. Cause they probably go see you home. Oh no, no, they the the the, the camp leaders they they laughed, but everybody kind of went crazy in there, and I was like, I think I might can do this, right? <laughs> you know, but that was my first actual talent show. I didn't really like. I used to go to the mall and sing. I used to go to the mall. Like my homeboys would go come with me. Like the weekend would go drive up to the mall right. and be like. And they'll see a group of girls. And you know, in like the food courts in certain oh, malls, it echoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? They'd be like, yo, bro, just sing. And I'll, I'll sing Mario. I'll sing somebody's song that's hot on the radio, Usher's song. Like, so, and they would, they would be like, hey, what's your name? And I'd be like, okay, we good. We, okay, yeah. I got, we can do this. We can do this every weekend. Let's do it. So you were singing in the mall to get the girls? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> 100%. It, it, it worked every time. It worked, yeah, it worked every time. Unless they were too grown. They were like, y'all some little boys. We can't mess with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so what So what have you learned? So if, if, if what with the 33, I think you're 33, about to be 34. No, I just turned 34. You yeah. just turned 34. Yeah. What would the 34-year-old tell the 15 to 20, 23-year-old Chris Brown? 15 to 23-year-old. Uh, what would the 34-year-old tell him? I would say... I damn, I never thought about that. That's crazy. I, I think I would tell him, be humble. Uh, the road ahead isn't isn't the end. It's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, but but be humble in everything you do. So. It said you discovered at your dad's gas station. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. So, so how did that go? Okay, you your dad said you had to put. Did, so did you? Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Pump gas or you just at the gas station with your dad and, you know, you just singing and people like, man. Yeah, I used to help my dad. I used to, I used to go there after school and then, uh, you know, how certain people come in. He was like, hey, I'm, uh, does anybody in this town, like, do music, talent, anything? And then right. and I was just listening to the guy and my dad was like, hey, well, my son sings. And so he basically gave us, like, uh, his contact information. And through him, I met the producers and the people who actually uh, got me to, right. you know, get to New York and meeting the record labels. Right. So a lot of a lot of that uh, a lot of that time that was kind of like a four year process, but that kind of started. Right. That's how I was discovered. So I mean, Teddy Riley's from your area, uh, area yeah. Timberland, Magoo, yeah. Missy, Pharrell, all yeah. you ain't you, Pharrell, yeah, you ain't bumping to none of them, mate. No, nah, cause cause Virginia's Virginia's so big. I'm sure like Virginia's big and it's different places. Where I'm from, it's maybe like I want to say. An hour and a half away from where they are. Okay. You know, and then we don't have like musical centers or right. or performing art stuff that that right. we can showcase our talent. It's right. Virginia's really like a sports, you know, yeah. uh, a state. So I feel like uh, we were kind of like the uh, rose in the concrete. Right. I feel like everybody. Right. I think everybody was kind of like, oh, you made it, man. It's amazing. Right. But but Good you know, t- yeah, Teddy Riley and all them. They kind of started it off because Virginia Beach kind of was. Yeah. Was I remember my my moms and aunts and pump the like, pump. man, they going. They say we going down there for the weekend. I right, we'd never be able to go. Rump shaker. Man, they was going out there probably wilding. Mama, I hope you won't. <laughs> but <laughs> she was. She was. She was. I, I, I appreciate. It. So when you tell your parents you're dropping out of high school, yeah, did they say? Boy, you crazy? Or did it well, say- I kind of made it sound nice. Ah, okay, okay. okay. I said, "Mama, I, I, I got this. I got this opportunity." I'm, I remember being in the phone. I was I was in New York, but I was in uh, the record label's office. But I went to the bathroom. I said, "Mom, I really think I got a record deal." I said, "But I'm not gonna get out of school. They'll give me a tutor." You know, you know. Right. So I, I actually finished school. So I, okay. I, but it took me instead of me finishing. I, when you're I, supposed to. Yeah, I left. Okay. Yeah, it took me like two years because I was doing, I was on the road, I was working. Right. Uh, my ninth and tenth grade, I left my tenth grade year, and that's when my single came out. Right. So, but so I was supposed to be class of 07, but I ended up becoming class of 09 right. because I had to, I had right. to wait. Yeah. Why was you? What made you bet on yourself? Why were you so sure that this was the opportunity that was too good to pass to pass up, and I'm willing to like you know what forego my final two years? I feel like the dream. I don't. I never lost that. Um, when, when they be like, what you want to be when you when you grow up and you still have those those uh, grandiose ambitions, mm-hmm. I felt like the light bulb was clinking. Like, right. hey, this is that. Right. You've been asking for this. This is what you're asking for. Go. And look 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 where we are in this situation. Like my my family didn't didn't have money at all. So it's like I wanted I wanted to do better than my whole like 
before me and before for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be able to say, you know what? I, I did this out of out of everybody in my family. Right. Everybody in my town. Every you know, I saw I saw the opportunity to make it a better opportunity for them. And be, definitely make a better opportunity for my mom. You leave, you move to New York. New York is really, really different than Virginia. Yeah. Did, they, it, did, it, did, man. did it get lonely? Did you get homesick? Did you say, damn, I don't know if I may did the right did the right thing here? You know what? It was fun because because of the freedom, like my mom, my mom didn't know at first because a lot of the, a lot of the times uh, I would go on a Greyhound from Virginia and go all the way to, to Harlem and, and I would be I would be you with, by yourself. No, I would be with with the, the guys who were in the production. Okay, team. OK. And they had and they had a, a son. He's, he's my brother to this day, but we were the same age. So he kind of showed me the ropes. Right. And he and he grew right up in, in, in middle Harlem. So I'm like, I was kind of it was a culture shock. It was like, man, I felt so green. Like I felt so out of it, right? And and I would speak to people. I would go and see people. And be like, "Hey, how y'all doing?" Like, that ain't how they do it in New York. Like, what the hell wrong with right, you? Right, yeah, you got so, me from the south. <laughs> yeah, so I so I had to I had to really kind of like get acclimated. But I, over over about a, a three month period, I kind of started started finding my way, and I think that kind of made me be adaptable in in, in every situation of being an artist, going whether it be Belgium, whether it be London, Australia. Like I, I'm I'm able to to uh, be presentable in a room right. amongst different cultures right. and, and, and ethnicities. Were it ever nice that you think this wasn't going to happen? Yeah, all the time, all the time. I, I feel like uh, a lot of like a lot of people don't see nose that everybody gets. Like mm -hmm. like they just see the success and right. uh, and they don't think that it takes uh, hard work. Because they think you just got discovered. You went to this place and yeah. then boom, it blew up. Yeah, like it would sound like that if it was written in a in, you know fairy tale story, right. but. No, a lot, a lot of hard work, a lot of late nights, sleepless nights, stressful nights, crying in the studio, right. not thinking I'm good enough, like as a as a younger artist. But yeah, a lot of that. But I, I think like I could, I didn't let that doubt overshadow the, the the dream. I feel like my heart was 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 in it. So I was I was I was ready for anything. Right. Just even to this day, like my my heart and my passion is in what I do. It's still that. Yeah. So I so I feel like that's what I guess keeps me consistent or keeps people interested or, or, or you know engaged in my music right Def Jam you get a contract offer from Def Jam they offer you a, a contract on the spot and you turned it down why did you turn it down with, with this, the, the the numbers or what, what what made Chris Brown because this is your opportunity yeah. this is Def Jam this ain't no no this ain't no no glass of music yeah. this is Def Jam I and think, they offer you a contract Chris and you say nah I'm good I'm thinking I'm country the man wouldn't talk to my mama. Huh? So basically, he wanted me to basically, like, with the production guys. I'm not going to say the executive name because I love him to this day. I'm never going <laughs> to expose him. But I wanted to get him on the phone with my mom and be like, okay, cool. So could you explain this to my mom right. what's going on? You know, uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I think I'm 14 at the time. So yeah, fourteen, just turned fourteen, and my production crew was there. But you know, they're, they're my handlers at that time. Right. But you know, at the same time, we're all in the same excitement. Right. But I just wanted to make sense. My mom is, her word is. She's the, an adult. Yeah, she. So talk, tell her. I'm what the mama boy, me. so you got to tell talk to my mom. Right. So as soon as that happened, uh, he was like, "Oh no, 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 I don't need that. We're good." And I and I kind of I didn't like I didn't like what that I felt like they wanted to get over. Right, like I was you know I wasn't I wasn't green I was very street smart so I just was like, well why wouldn't you just you, right. you know I'm not saying hey say hi to my mama right. such and such. No, I'm just, just like, tell her what you're telling me. Exactly. So so that kind of made me kind of 
have reservations. But then uh, Tina Davis, who was my manager at the time, she was working at Def Jam. Right. Um, I think she they had had a merger, so she she was uh she went she went her separate ways. Right. But I had I had learned so much from her. Right. Even from going into the different meetings, how to prep, how to be ready to perform. So I was like, you know what? I need someone like that that can show me that because I don't. I just I'm just going off the raw music at right. this point. So. She was able to, I was like, Tina, would you mind managing me? And so she was like, cool, let's do it. And from there, she actually got me uh, all the other other deals or other, other uh, sit-ins with the, the labels that I was sitting with. So, yeah. Diddy turned you down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so how, how did that meeting go? So so what? So how did the meeting go? And then what did Diddy say? Why did he turn you down? And this was, this was probably maybe two or three years prior. Okay. So I was like 11 or 12 okay. at this time. Um, the same kid that I said that that showed me the ropes yeah, uh, no. in New York, yeah, he he, me and him had songs. It was like a group. Mm -hmm. So me and him had different like uh, songs that we would do together, and I would do solo songs. So we both got to audition. He's like, all right, cool. Let, let's go. Let's go and meet him, and let's go sing. So we, we went in it. We went in there together. And he was like, cool. We we did the song that we have together, and I'm singing on the chorus. And so he was just like, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I talked to y'all. You know, he, yeah. Uh, can he go outside for a second? We're going to just talk. They was like, nah, we don't want we don't want him. <laughs> they didn't want you. Nah, they didn't want me. So I was like, as a, as a 12, 13-year-old, I was in that elevator probably crying like right. a mug. So I but just, you knew who Diddy was, right? You like, Of course, of course. And, and it, at the pinnacle, I'm like, man, I'm first of all, I was just excited just to me. meet them. Yeah, like, so being in the room kind of made me, uh, Made me like shaky, so I, don't, I probably was nervous and singing crazy. But at the same time, he's like, "Ah, yeah, I'm a pass on that." Right. So I was kind of, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna show him. Like, so that right. was my, that was my, uh, my motivation to right. keep going too. So, if so, because knowing who Diddy was, yeah, for Diddy to say, "Nah, you need to go on outside," <laughs> it probably would be like a, a basketball player saying, Phil Jackson saying. Nah, go away. You know, one of yeah. these prominent coaches yeah. said, "Nah, bro, you not. I don't think you good enough." Yeah. So you go. So you on the elevator. What are you thinking? Like, am I not good enough? Because P Diddy just told me, like, nah. Of course, of course, of course. I'm definitely. I was in the elevator, like, ah, right, man, this might be it for me. You know, because as a kid, when you're a kid, you right. think anything that's. Uh, it's it's in the room, right. yeah. But I think I think I just took I took that motivation. Me and my me and my my homeboy, we just was like, you know what. Let's just keep going back in the studio. Right. Let's just let's just make more songs. Right. Let's get get better. We just started, so mm -hmm. I think. But I, I think I thank uh, Puff for that, man. Right. Hey, Diddy, man, I appreciate it though, like because that made me that made me get on my grind. You say you hired Tina Davis as your business manager. What did you learn from her? I learned everything uh, from media training to to how to how to how to be presentable in a room, how to how to speak to people, how to. How to listen to people, you know? I was I was like so country and like, hey, what's up, y'all? I'm just loud. Right. So I feel like I, I feel like she guided me through a lot of the the music industry, the business of how it works. Mm -hmm. uh, meeting uh, PDs, program directors, and 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 going to different radio stations, teaching me how to have showmanship. Like she was, she was like, nah. She used to tell me because because uh, Neo's a, a good friend of mine as well, and she worked with Neo before. So she was like, she's like, nah, uh, uh. You don't got showmanship like Neo. And I was like, huh? What, 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 am, what am I not doing? Right. So I would have uh, just rehearsals, before, not even dance rehearsals, right. just rehearsals of me just 
figuring out how to be me on stage or, or what what was me when I get on stage. Right. You know? So when you hear that first song, you hear it come on the radio, what's going through your mind? Man, I'm cussing, first of all. <laughs> I'm in the basement, so my mama don't hear me, but I'm cussing. I, I, I remember I had a, a, a spot in Jersey because right when I signed my deal, I wasn't out of school yet. Right. But they had, they, they had to push me. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu put me in a place to where I could be closer to the label to start working right so I was still doing school in Virginia and I had just left them and I was like yeah I'm about to I'm about to be in the radio everybody right. like, man you ain't on the right. radio what you talking about so then when they say uh I remember the song came on my cousins was calling me like bro I'm, they playing you on the radio bro and I'm like you lying and I remember I turned it on I think I sat in the, in the, in the corner and was like and yelled for like five minutes straight. Like I felt it was the best feeling. Like I still feel like that when I when I hear my songs on the radio now. It's not the same as excitement, but yeah. it's still the it's same. It's something about that first time in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, definitely. Run it made made you the first artist since '95 to have a debut single to top the charts. Man, man. Did 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 you know that song 
We, I mean, obviously, it was the first song that was released. But did you know that song would forever change your life? No. No. I'm going to be real. I, when I did that song, we were in Miami and Hit Factory, Scott Storch, Sean Garrett. Like, and I was just learning. I was a student because this was my first ever album. So any producer I would meet, any, I'm just soaking it I'm all sorry. in. You know, so I'm, I'm scared. I'm thinking, like, I don't sound good. Like, I, don't, I don't know if they... Do I sound good? I hate. I don't know if I like the song because I was too nervous in my right. head. But then, then it was like, nah, this is the one. But I knew I wanted to dance in it. Right. Like, the music was bumping, so I was like, look, I, I want to dance. I just want to showcase this. But I didn't know. I, I think I, I never had an expectation that it, it would have the success that it, it put me at. Right. You know. So what's your your favorite song of all the songs you've done? What's your favorite song? And give me your top three. My top three. Man, it's so hard for me because I have, just to be honest, I have about 15,000 unreleased songs, right? What? Yeah. I got like, in my phone alone, like in my, in certain apps, I have, I want to say maybe 1,800, just 1,800 to like, yeah. So obviously we're in your studio. Yeah. So you'll come down here like, you know, it's like, and just crank out songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a point. It was a point where I, I used to stay in the studio, like when I was doing a lot of my earlier albums. I had to learn, but but around I want to say around the Fame album and certain stuff like that, I was kind of like in my in my zone. I knew how yeah. I knew what yeah. I wanted. Okay, using your bag. Yeah. So so even for me now, I put the studio in my house because like I can draw inspiration faster. Like if I right. think of something, if I think of an idea, like oh I got an idea for this song, I don't have to like wait. Or set up the studio and be like, okay, I gotta go right. to the studio now. So if you're in your bed at night and you think of something, you just come down here and just yeah, uh, depends because I'll make sure my engineer is awake. You know, right. <laughs> if it's like five six in the morning, I'm like, man, I'll just do it in the morning. Right. But like, if it's maybe if it's midnight, I'm like, hey man, you up? Let's 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 do it. Wow. So eighteen thousand unreleased songs. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, how do you? How do you get to 18? How do you get to like 100? Okay, somebody said, well, you know, I got like 20. I got 50 unreleased songs. Yeah. But you say like in some of your apps you have 1,800. Yeah. So you just like like go days, months, years where you just record. Yeah, I, I, I literally recorded like four songs yesterday. But I did like, I do it in spurts. So sometimes, some days I'll just relax. I might do one song. But then but some days it's just like we just, because I feel like uh, it's like sharpening your sword, man. Mm -hmm. Like, being better at your craft, like shooting jump, getting your jump shots up. Right. Like I feel like I don't want to be complacent and and yes. thinking I'm, I got it all figured out. Right. I never want to think that I, oh yeah right. I'm Chris Brown so whatever I put out is gonna be great. I want to make sure it is. You know. Are there any songs that you wrote for an artist that if people actually knew you wrote it, they would be surprised? Um, I think back in the day they did. I I wrote a. I wrote a lot of couple pop records. I wrote a couple Jonas Brothers songs. I wrote a couple. Uh, well, I wrote a couple Rihanna songs. Uh, damn, I do a couple country country records. I used to write a lot for right. for for a lot of different artists, but it was more it was more so me ex experimenting with with what music was. Like I wasn't just doing R and B, so I was just right. Write, but I but I've Latoya Luckett I've written for. It's been it's been a lot of people I've written for, but I feel like a lot of people didn't know I, I really write because as as an artist you know you get a lot of a lot of uh, you know a lot of artists that music artists that don't 
don't kinda, write for themselves. Yeah, uh, but and I and, and I can't I can't uh, shun them because I work with a lot of producers, a lot of writers, and we do different things. But I've also had time to sit down and just really have my own songs that people are loving. I'm like, I'm glad they love that. I wrote that song, you know. So right. yeah. What What's your favorite music genre? Is it pop? Is it R and B? Uh, dance, Euro rap. I'm eclectic. I'm eclectic. So I like I like certain songs. Like I think when a song comes out and it just it moves me, I, I just like it. It could, it could be a country song. It could be a piano song. It could be a, a heavy metal song. You know, I think I just think whatever whatever frequency that that attunes me to it is is, is what I what I kind of gravitate to. In my lane of my music, I love doing. I just love doing feel good music, fun music. Music people can dance to, but right. at the same time, give them give them certain things that get them through their life. Because right. I because I see a lot of my fans, or I talk to them, whether it's meet and greets, whether it's Discord or whatever it is, and we talking, and it's like they they explain to me how certain songs got them through life situations, right. and and I'm like, wow, that really it kind of sinks in with me. It makes me it makes me right. kind of like, dang, I, I'm I'm really doing the music for an actual purpose. So when I do certain songs, speak from my experience, but also try to speak. To uplift somebody, make them have fun, or make them be like, hey, "Man, this makes you makes me feel good inside." Are there any features that you turned down? You was like, "Damn, I should have hopped on that one." Any features that I turned down that I no, I'm, I I ain't gonna lie, I'm on a lot of features. I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I feel like it's certain songs that I wish that I was on when I would hear certain songs, but then I would be like, "That's just." That's just my my artist ego wanting to be a part right, of it. I, yeah, but but I feel like I feel like even um there's there's certain records out now that I hear and I'm like, man, that's amazing. But but I think that's that's good for me because I'm not I don't think I get convoluted in in uh what I sound like. Right. I'm able to appreciate right. other people's music and not be like, oh, it's just only about me. You Have know? you ever been removed from a song after it's been recorded? I don't think so. Have, have you removed somebody from a song after it's been recorded? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you how do you go about how do you go about telling them or telling him or her that their verse mm -hmm. isn't gonna make it? Man, uh, do you tell them or you have somebody else call and tell them? I think it'd be better coming from you though. Yeah, I, I would tell them. I would tell them. I, I've done I've done songs. Uh, like even even with my I ain't gonna say their names certain artists that 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 are that are like really friends with me and we've done songs, but I may have I may have had like two songs already with them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, I ain't you, I ain't gonna I'm gonna take you off this one because we already got this other song, right? You know, so I've done that. But then it's that's the one. That's what you tell them. No, no, that that's been the reason. Oh, okay, but okay. The, but the other ones that got taken off just to get taken off, right. it just didn't fit. It didn't fit the record. Okay. And I and I feel like the timing with it. I, and and we just I'll explain it to them, and right. I'll be like, look, it just doesn't fit the timing for for what we're doing right. and how we want to shoot the record. Right. But I, I I haven't let down too many people though. I haven't tried to let down right. too many people. You a fit guy. You in the train, you like to work out. So what do you do? So so what do you do? You on tour. Mm -hmm. How does Chris Brown manage to stay in shape? Because you gotta you, you a you a performer. Yeah. You're not just a singer, you're a performer. Yeah. You're an entertainer. Let me yeah. take that back. You're an entertainer. Yeah. So singing, dancing, that's a part of the act. Yeah. So how do you maintain that level night after night after night, week after week, after month after month? Man, I just think I got more uh <laughs> more adrenaline than most people, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, my team, man, I think everybody, 
keeps a, a, a tight schedule when it comes to what we're doing on the road. Right. Like our chef makes sure we, we eat the right stuff. I don't I don't try to eat stuff that's gonna sit heavy. I want to see anything that builds my protein or just builds my endurance. I'm, that's what I'm on on right. table. I'm, I'm really and I'm really uh, I'm, I'm I'm finicky about it. Like because we also have after parties after right. shows on tour. It's, it's a long road, but at the same time, I, I make sure I at least get my eight hours of sleep. Right. So the rest is that uh, me and my dancers that workout is like no yeah, other. Yeah, man. So that's- you know we 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 got our workout regimen. We do our like. 15 to 30 minute uh, a flash set before we go before we get on stage and then and then repeat it over and over right so i, I i've been able to have uh this fast metabolism hopefully it never slows up so <laughs> how i'm just trying to figure out how do you protect your voice with me well i wouldn't i wouldn't advise this to everybody else because i do i do uh, smoke every now and then a lot <laughs> <laughs> but i uh for me i have the, I, I use these. There's these. There's these pills. They're called uh, mullen, mullen pills. They're good for your for your lungs. Mm-hmm. So, and I make sure that I'm not just smoking, smoking, smoking before I go on stage. So a lot of the times I'm, I'm uh, whenever I am smoking, I'm doing something to counteract it. I'm making sure I'm right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. 
Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. T and vocal rest is the best. Like, right. like I'm yelling on stage two and two and a half hours. And, right. You know, so after that, chill out after that. Right. Say what's up, bro. Cool. You know, I, I try to I try to refrain from uh, doing anything that's gonna put too much of a strain on my voice. Right. What I have to applaud, bro. I don't know. I mean, I have to go back to like James Brown to see somebody to sing and perform like you. Thank you. I mean, man. it's continuous. It's nonstop. I mean, I first when the first time I ever heard of Chris Brown, I heard you say something like. Oh, I can outdance Usher. I said, man, this man don't lie this damn bad. I said, he's 13 and he already lied. I said, who taught this man to lie like this at 13? And then I watched it. I'm like, I, and, and then you're like, I might get my, Michael Jackson. I'm like, I don't know. He might. I mean, to see the way he moved, man, and the way he can contort his body, I don't know. He might be on to something. How? When did you learn to do that? I, I watched that. That's being a kid at the cookout, man. That's, that's from <laughs> your uncle's like, man, come out here, man. Do that do that dance you be doing, right. man. So I feel like uh, my childhood gave me that freedom to really like, you know, right. be from MC Hammer, watching MC Hammer, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jackson. I, I always was moving and I, and I had a fascination and love with, with rhythm. So I feel like, you know, even in, even in sports, you got to have the rhythm. Right. So so that just was like natural to me. It came natural. I feel like it's from the soul. Yeah. So I, I feel like even even dancing now, like I can learn technical stuff. I can learn stuff, but I, I I like to just I like when people to see it to be like that feel good. He right. he having fun doing it. Yeah, but you do realize this, a lot of the stuff you do they can't do right. Like you know, what I mean, you like the only one that can do that. Somebody got to do it. Yeah, but like, I, mean, I mean, I like to see a dance like, you know, okay, you moonwalk. Okay, yeah. break dance. I mean, you do a little break dancing, but yeah. a lot of the stuff that you be doing, Chris, like, man, people going to break their neck. Yeah, yeah. I, w I wouldn't advise people to try some of the stuff I do. That's why it's good to just see it at the show. <laughs> Kids, y'all can have fun. Y'all a little bit more flexible. Right. But at the same time, like, I just, I'm thankful to be able to still have these knees to be, to yeah, be working like yeah, this. Yeah. And, and I don't get up like, oh, man, I'm tired. I got to go dance. Right. I love it. Right. right. So so as long as I, I'm able and God blesses me to be able to dance and, and showcase this talent and hopefully inspire the world, I'm going to keep doing it. Why don't you think other artists have adopted your approach to, to become performers? I mean, sometimes you see performers or you see like singers. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong. Yeah. I mean, but I look at you as an entertainer. Mm -hmm. I look at Beyonce as an entertainer. Absolutely. But they're singers. Adele is a singer. Yeah. I feel she, like she got a she got a mermaid dress on. She <laughs> hey, she on that mic. I saw I saw at the observatory. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. But I saw Beyonce and I'm like, how she do that for two hours? Yeah. I watch you, I'm like, how he do that for two hours? I think I think, cause you know, different I think it's different stars, man. There's different stars in the sky. So I kinda I kinda my take on it is everybody has their thing. Right. You know? I feel like in our in our genre. It's it's a it's like a, a, a old art, but yeah. it's like, you know because you got to really do your research or you got to really you know want it. And I think Beyonce, I got to always give her credit. She wants it. She has mm. always wanted it. You know what I'm saying? So and she is it. Yeah. You know. I feel like with me, I've always I've always wanted it. I always wanted to leave a legacy of 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 being one of the baddest. Right. You know, I don't got to be the baddest, but I'm gonna be one of them. Right. You know. Do, what does it make you feel like? When other artists come up to you and say, "Bruh, that was an unbelievable performance," I'm still in shock. Like I, I, I have a imposter syndrome. I, I wake up t 
to this day and be like, am I, am I, how did I get here? Right. Like, so when people even acknowledge it, I'm more, I'm more receptive and, and appreciative. I'm, I'm kind of like, for real? Okay, cool. They like my stuff. I'm still fans of, of other artists. So right. it's like, so it's still me being like, okay, they really love what I'm doing. Right. I'm going to keep doing it. Right. All right. <laughs> when you first started out, you used to open up for Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. you like, you know, I'm going to try to swipe some of her fans. I'm going to have, I want some of her fans because I know what she's going to do after me. Man. I need to make sure I do something before. Yeah. So them people talk about, yeah, Beyonce was great, but you should have saw Chris Brown. Chris Brown was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was a student. Uh, being on there, I was with Destiny South. I think I was like 16 or 17. I opened up for them in Australia. Mm -hmm. And for, for that, that was just a, a blessing because to be able to go from, me having a little TV and me watching these people performing and being able to see them and they like, hi, they know my name. I'm right. like, oh my God, they say hi to me. Watching them perform from stage presence, lighting, production, dancers, timing. Right. I learned so much from all of those right. experiences and I and I soaked it up and I said, well, I don't want to copy anybody. Right. But okay, well, if I could do that, I'll do it like this. So I was able to digest and and and, and learn from from all those experiences. Right. So it was it was actually uh, uh, a, bl a blessing. It was a blessing. I had Drewski on my show, and he said he went on tour with you. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, it's unbelievable the amount of distractions that's going on, like girls just running everywhere, but you're laser focused yeah. on what you need to do. Yeah. Because cause, cause I, I look at it like these people spending money to come see me, like even to this day, like you're spending a ticket. Or whatever for your family, you coming through with your it's kids there, it's grown people there, it's all ages. But the one thing I need them to do is is leave happy. I need them to leave not not for my pockets, you know. They need to leave happy for my soul. Right. Like the, this this ability that I'm able to have, or this this talent that I'm I'm born with, I, I want to express it with love. The frequency I want to give out is love. So, right. like that's what gets me going. And when they when they get coming there, I'm excited. I'm I'm more nervous than than they is. Right. So, but I, but I'm gonna make sure that they gonna go leave and be like you know what i got my money's worth man i read that you this guy broke up with his girl you called his girl up on stage and gave the lady a lap gave, gave the young lady a lap dance <laughs> and and he broke up with her bro how you do that man see it wasn't intentional what do you think will go happen see i didn't know she had a had a had a, had a guy that's she, her fault because she knows she, she had a guy she, she should have said it she, it she definitely should have said it mm -hmm. my my dancers uh pull up a girl on stage during our set and we usually we just we, we usually like to give the fans an opportunity, but sometimes it's very 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 attractive women come on stage. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. So me grinding on them, they don't really have a problem with it. It's just, <laughs> I guess she had a man there, right? So, but I didn't know. I didn't find out till afterwards. I was like, man, we should have just. Do we send him flowers or send her flowers? Nah, she should have thought this. Without, she should have said, nah. <laughs> Yeah, he should, I mean, no, 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 no. Because yeah, yeah. the lady, see, if, if if I'm out with a young lady, it's not my job to check the guy. Yeah. It's her job. She should have been like, no, you know what? There I'm you fine. go. I, and I, I can't come up. I'm with someone. Right. And if a lady Perfect check on me, if a, we're not gonna be like, forget him. Right, there no, you we're go. Be like, okay, great. Right. You know, and yeah. you'd have been okay. But now you'd probably like, come on. He go. He don't want mine. But I'm surprised. First of all, I commend him for going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. cause not a whole lot of guys are going with their girls. Yeah. Then they might go, but they, they go. Some they of them go. They, they might going be in the back. They might, they might be a little bit further back. Like, nah, you ain't getting front row. Right. Uh-uh. He not right. finna look at you at all. <laughs> Let's talk about I'm looking at the Grammys. Yeah. And uh 
you have one. Mm -hmm. But reading you and researching this, yeah. you feel you should have more. Yes, I feel like a lot of artists feel like they should have more. Uh, but I, you know, I feel like I don't want to dis discredit the Grammys or, or diss them or feel like the angry artist when it comes to that. I feel like you won't be the first, you won't be the last. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's just I feel like music at a state right now is is not based on what people love. Right. I feel like I, I feel like well, with the Grammys, no disrespect to y'all, but. I just feel like there's a lot of old ears over there. Right. A lot of old ears. There's a lot of people that's that's not really tuned right. into what's going right. on. So and and, and you know it's just, it's a broad range of artists that I that I can think of now that that deserve more Grammys and, right. and more recognition. Right. But you know I I feel like at this point in my in my career in my life I'm like you know what I I have one right. That's good enough. You know for me I feel like he lonely though. He could be lonely, but but I, he could be lonely. I rather my my what what I get what I get my joy from is right. filling them stands. Up. Right, like I I could care less about getting on the stage. Well, I would love to get on the stage at a Grammys or any awards. I don't have a problem with it, but it it doesn't fill my heart more than it does to see twice as many people in a in a in, a, in, in an, an arena. arena, or I go over and I sell out six nights right. or, like that. That's priceless to me. Right. So, so I feel like I've I've just started loving what I love the most about what I do, just right. the music and the passion, and just focused on that. You caught some flack because you wrote Robert Glasper. You <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, who, yeah. Who, who is this cat? Yeah. And I, I mean, he did uh, the single, uh, the song with uh, Michelle and Dago Cello, who's my favorite all-time yeah. artist, yeah. and uh, her. Yeah. Great song. And you, you know, you say no disrespect. You took it back. Tell me what your mindset was. Okay, you're sitting at home. Um, Impulse. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where. Hold up. Who the homeboy? Hey, give me that. Yeah. You about to do something. You about to do something. Give me that. Yeah. And put it in his back pocket. Yeah. They they probably was maybe fifteen <laughs> seconds too late by that time. I think. But at the time, because me, I was misinformed. So even even when I, I had to I had to do my research and be like, you know what, this this, oh, the, boy, no, this guy's talented. He you know. Legit. And I reached out to him. I said, look. I said, look. I don't want you to think that I I have ill ill will towards you or anything. We should work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he legit. Yeah, and so so he reached back out to me. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get in the studio and work. But that that was me. That's you know, uh being a sourpuss. Right. You know. Are you disappointed that the award shows, given your background, mm -hmm. given what you've done, given how you pack the arenas, given how the, the numbers speak more than Elvis and, and a billion this and that, yeah, that they haven't allowed you to perform? Um you're a performer. I, yeah, at times you want to you want to perform in front of your peers. I want to showcase what I what I'm really capable of yes. all at all times. But I've taken I've taken my position to say I'm not stopping. Right. You know, so it'll happen. Right. It'll happen. You know, it, it, it'll happen. Do you remember the last award show you performed at? I think my last award show might have been BT. My last award show might have been BT Awards. Yeah. Kelly Rowland supported you. Yeah. She got some criticism. Yeah. I love you, Kelly. I mean, what's, I mean, uh, uh, Lizzo. Yeah. Say your favorite. Criticism. Yeah. Ed Sheeran, some others have come to your, like, the man is unbelievable. Yeah. And they call criticism. What is it with this cancel culture? I think it's, I don't think it's even a cancel culture. I think, because my, my fans and, and the people who, are, who do love me, like, they kind of overshadow it. Right. I'm still here, you know. Right. But I feel right. like uh, I just feel like people are sensitive as hell today, right. man. Like we don't get we don't get to really 
shoot the shit or we don't get to say what we really want to say a lot of times. A lot of things is, is contrived and conform. You don't get to be yourself because right. you can't have an, an open expression, a freedom, freedom right. to say anything. Right. And you don't have to dis discredit anybody or, or, or uh, cut anybody out or say anything mm -hmm. rude about anybody. But I feel like everybody's too damn sensitive at this point. Right. Like, but you've mentioned some of the people that that's in this business. Yeah. That have had some transgressions. Yeah. That have been forgiven and gone on to. And it hasn't stopped you from making money. Yeah. But it, those people were able to go back, be on stage, be yeah. in movies, and do all these other things. It's my smile. And it, it, I think I think it's I think it's because I think people think I have a careless outlook on it. Right. And it's not that I have a careless outlook. I don't care to make you believe that I'm a I'm a great person. Right. Or a good person. Right. I'm just gonna be one. Right. So I feel like with that. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I don't take no nonsense, man. Right. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a humble guy. I'll be cool, but I really don't, I really don't take right. no nonsense. I, I try to stay in my lane, get out of the way, don't bother nobody. But I'm not gonna take no nonsense. If you were to get back, if so, if they called and said, "Chris, this year's Grammys, mm -hmm. we want you to perform." Yeah, you there? Of course, I do it. No ill will. It wouldn't be ill will because because it would be about the performance. I would want, I would I would want to get that to my fans. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be necessarily about the Grammys. It would be about me putting on the best. The performance. fans seeing yeah. Chris at an award yeah. show. Yeah, and just and just and just going out there and doing my. You'll thing. You'll kill it. Yeah, man. You this this might be the greatest this might be the greatest stage performance anybody's ever seen. Well, I'm gonna try to make it that every time, every time, anytime that opportunity gives. Like gives itself that opportunity. Even on my on my when you come to my shows, yeah, I I want to make it like you're you're watching it on an award show. Right. I want it needs to be theater. It needs to be it needs to be fun. You, you know. You try to leave the you try to the fan you want the fan to leave, saying, I've never seen anybody do that before. Yeah, yeah. Every absolutely. I want to do that every time, and and just like I said, give them that joy and give them that uh. That it factor. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be the the greatest to do it while I still can do it. <laughs> when they say R and B is dead, Chris Brown says what? It's not. It's not. Just hip hop is is more prevalent. I would just say hip hop is has has been influential over the over the whole world. Mm -hmm. But I feel like R and B R and B has has its place. And there's a lot of there's a lot of R&B artists out because I don't want to discredit it. It's a lot of great R&B, female wise and male wise. I just feel like we just have to have platforms. I feel like we need bigger platforms to show music videos. I think we need not just for R&B, just right. for music. Period. Like we used to have 106 in Park. You know, we used to have have outlets to where people would be engaged and have to see you at a certain right. time and have to be invested in your music and certain things like that. There's other avenues like that on the internet. But well, Tyler Perry did by just be, just by BET, so maybe he'll he'll bring one yeah, uh, man, uh, 106 he, in Park. Yeah, let us video. let us start showcasing new artists, new talents so people right. can so everybody doesn't have to go find an artist like right. like let these talented artists be broadcasted. Like let them let them let them rock. I feel right. like it's it's needed. I feel like I I, I go to flip through my channels unless I have to type in the name of the artist. It's cool, but I, I would I would like to be presented with with artists like, right. oh man, that's that's tight. Who is that guy? How you do know? we get R and B? Will R and B ever be what it once was? Because I was talking Timberland. I, th I think it was Timberland, and he says I don't think it to be at the height it once was. The ah, uh, it depends. It because because everything shifts. Yeah, okay. There's always a shift in, in music. Uh, so I, so it just depends on the right artist. It depends on the right 
the right uh, timing, the season, what the world is, what the state of the world is, right. what, what people are going through. Like, you know, music, music, especially R&B, come from pain, a lot of pain. Right. There's a lot of pain going on in the world, but I think we trying to, I think right there, everybody's trying to kind of like negate that or try to be like, you know what? Hey, I just want to feel better. Right. Or I want to talk about substances and records and whatever crazy stuff it is. But I think, I think, I think it has, I, it's, it's, it's going to be time for it. What's your thought on AI? You like it? It's uh, yeah. I'm kind of. Oh, I'm kind of. I'm kind of. Uh, I'm fifty fifty, because the capabilities of the science scientific uh, community. I, I I love it. You know they can make me sound like Chris Brown. That's crazy. They, they won't need real Chris Brown. See, they I, can I, pay me a half of that. I <laughs> said this. This that's what this is what I said. If I heard a when I hear when I hear the AI version of Chris Brown, and it's just a complete song and it's a great song. Right. I'm gonna figure out <clears throat> if we're gonna license our our voices out, right? Because I know I'm not gonna be the one to do it, but there's gonna be an artist that's that's I'm like, no, that's me, that's me, right? <laughs> and they're gonna just and they're gonna they're gonna benefit from it. But right. I'm 50 50. I feel like it, it it takes away a lot of the uh, the mystery or the artistry that makes you a beautiful artist, right? If you could just have have, have a computer, to do yeah, that have, for you. yeah, it's crazy. But I feel like. I'm I'm still a I'm I'm in this technological world too, so I'm fascinated right. with it as well. Right. You know, I want to get you out of here on these two right here. You're a very good businessman. It's reported that you own 14 Burger Kings. How were you able to become so business savvy at such a young age? My team, my team. I, I've I've been able to have have a great team. That you know, I've been through my ups and downs. Like I fell a lot financially in the beginning. Just you know, uh, you're gonna make mistakes. Yeah, you know, but now it's it's about it's about just trying to. I wanna I wanna create stuff that's gonna create stuff. You know, right. I, I wanna be able to have stuff that's gonna be here for everybody for right. longevity. So, and it doesn't necessarily have to be titled around uh, my actual name or brand. I just right. I just wanna be able to 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 have a legacy for my for my family outside Correct. of music. Correct. You know, I want I want to I want to be wealthy instead of rich. You know. Ah, uh, okay. You know? Your catalogs, that seems to be a big, you own your masters. Yeah. And you were one of the youngest to ever do that at the age of 29. Would you ever, I mean, a lot of you see a lot of uh, artists selling their catalog. Is that yeah. something Chris Brown would look to do in the future? Um, I don't know. It depends. It depends on, I would, I, I don't think I would sell them. I think I might, I might do deals. Might lease them out. Le them lease them out <laughs> and stuff like that later. But I, I don't think I, I don't think I would because I feel like, uh, as as a black artist, that's that's what we've been wanting forever. Was to be able to get that, get our masters. Right. So so, for me to be able to do that, like, and be one of the first young cats to do it, like, it's like, oh my, I beat the game. But right. I feel like I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't do it at this point because that's that's something my my children's children's children can eat off. Right. You know. So I, I think I'm, I'm a yeah. Tell me the story about Jockeys. <laughs> Jockeys said he came to L.A. He he stayed he lived in the crib. You like hey. Yeah, so 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 Jacquees, he been around me since he was teenager, braces, everything. Uh, I seen Jacquees' videos through a, through mutual friends that we knew. Okay, and I knew that he was a fan of me. Right. So and I and I'm not a, I'm not a, if I see talent and I see and I see the same spunk that I had in my eye. Right. That I was like, you know what, this this kid is really really right. talented. So I, he came to L.A. for like a week. He was staying he was staying at a, at a hotel. I was like, bro, 
Why you wasting your money at the hotel? Wow. The, the, the people we both know, they they at my crib. We chilling. Right. You good, bro? It, it, it ain't no, it's, it's no no parents at the house gonna tell you yeah. what to do when you come to the house. But so I had to show him the ropes. Like he was around, he was around, and he was able to he was able to learn from me in the studio as well. Like like so, I would be in the studio with him and just teach him stuff. He would ask. He'd be like, "Big bro, what's this? Oh, is this cool to do? Is this not cool to do?" And I would just I would just tell him, "Hey, bro, don't don't do this. Don't do what they doing. That's that's fried." Right. You know, so a lot of the things with Jacquees is, is real family. So when I see him do his thing and where he's at now, I'm, I'm proud of him, man, because because I, I saw the grind before before right. everybody else saw it. Right. You know, I had Timberland. I'm going to get you out of here on this one. He said he got some great advice from you. He said uh, <laughs> you called him and said, bro, don't do any more interviews. Hi. You remember that conversation? Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because me because, you know, Tim, Tim is Tim is is is. His family, y'all from yeah, the same area, the Virginia home. area. So I learned so much from him, but I remember, you know, he, I love, I love weed. So, so we used to smoke a lot of time, and then I just remember seeing him. Well, that's a, hey man, don't do that no more. Don't do that. Nah, we can't do it. Nah, it's not. It's, it's not a good. It's not, not a good you. look. It's not right. a good look. You got a new single. Single. The new singles out. Summer too. Uh, too hot. Yeah. Levitt Soul out. Levitt Solar album is on the way. Yeah. What can your fans? What can we expect from Chris Brown on this album? Less songs. Less songs. <laughs> yes. Only only saying that, my fans know what I mean. Because I'm used to putting, I think my last album had like 30-something songs. What? On it. The one before that had like 56. Like, so it's, it's a can lot. We, can we get like 12, 13? Yeah. It's, okay. it, but the album's, the album's going to be called 1111, okay. right? It's my 11th album, and it's only going to have 11 songs. Right. Okay. But 1111 so, so, but is going to be released in November? No. We're trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay. Possibly... But we're trying to figure it out now, right? As of now, I'm, I'm still in the studio. We got a lot of good records that I've been cutting. I, and then the new song I just put out, I just put that out basically to, to just have something for the summer. Right. Have people have feeling good right. again. Cause I know it's about to start getting hot, hot out here. Right. So let's just have fun. And I'm, I'm, a, you know, the video's coming. We about to dance. I'm about to dance, yeah. man. About to dance again on them. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you so I know much. I think you're performing at Drea on the 29th yeah. after the fight. Yep. You going to be at the fight? I'm going to be at the fight. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be there, too. So, yeah, we got to link up, man. Thank you, brother. I Congratulations you. on all your success. No, thank you Continue for having success. me, success. God thank bless, you. bro. Thank you, bro. Chris Brown. All my life. Been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Want a slice. Got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life. I've been grinding all my life. Look. All my life. Grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. 
Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 